Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. Good evening and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center Gospel Bible Chat Room. I'm Ruth Gardner. And we are here tonight, continuing our study on the book of 2 Corinthians. So we're going to open up in prayer, and we're going to go ahead and start the lesson. Uh, Pastor John, can you lead us, please? Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, God, for this lesson on tonight, God, and for allowing us to be able to spend time with you and to learn of you. God, we, we pray for the teacher on tonight. God, that you will give her a fresh word and a fresh anointing and that you just continue to use her and to continue to bless her. And God, we thank you, God, in everything that you do for us and that you do through us. And God, we just pray that you forever get the praise, the glory and the honor in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to start on Second Corinthians chapter 10. And we're going to have the NIV version. Amen. Let me turn my volume up here. Okay. And let's get started. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. By the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you. I, Paul, who am timid when face to face with you, but bold towards you when away I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. You are judging by appearances. If anyone is confident that they belong to Christ, they should consider again that we belong to Christ just as much as they do. So even if I boast somewhat freely about the authority the Lord gave us for building you up rather than tearing you down, I will not be ashamed of it. I do not want to seem to be trying to frighten you with my letters. For some say, his letters are weighty and forceful, but in person he is unimpressive, and his speaking amounts to nothing. Such people should realize that what we are in our letters when we are absent, we will be in our actions when we are present. We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves, when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the sphere of service God himself has assigned to us, a sphere that also includes you. We're not going too far in our boasting, as would be the case if we had not come to you, for we did get as far as you with the gospel of Christ. Neither do we go beyond our limits by boasting of work done by others. Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. For we do not want to boast about work already done in someone else's territory, but let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. Amen. So here we have in 
chapter 10 of 2 Corinthians, we have Paul addressing the people once again to give a little background. Um, there were some uh, people, leaders, quote unquote, apostles who have been coming through, excuse me, and have been, you know, speaking and have been giving, you know, their, their, their rendition of the gospel and their, their testimonies and just kind of was talking about themselves. And they were saying all these things about themselves to try to prove to the church at Corinth that, you know, they're of this certain pedigree. And even so that some of them were even discrediting Paul. Now we have to remember that when we look back, a little bit of background, Paul had established Corinth. Now it's been about maybe between four to six years, as theologians predict, that he has already had this church established. And Paul, Apostle Paul, started this church. So now, you know, as time goes on, you see that, you know, now other people are coming in, they're infiltrating, they're coming in with their own ideology. And, and there's some of them are, are, are um, challenging Paul and some of them are challenging what he said, what his teachings are. And so now, you know, the people are like kind of getting to the point where they like that. They like that charismatic move, you know, they like the the hype of it, you know, and that's, and that's pretty sensationalism. That's pretty much what's going on now. People are being moved by the sensationalism, not by the, the power of God himself. Paul writes letters and he said, yes, it's bold. When I write these letters, I'm, I'm addressing certain things. So yes, my letters may be direct. My letters may be bold and may be blunt because I'm dealing with a issue that you presented to me. But when I come in person, no, I'm not gonna come down, you know, trying to whip anybody or come down like a hard taskmaster. No, I come in, in meekness because I want to show you that this is who I am. I am, this is my character. I'm meek, I'm humble. I'm not this, you know, I, I'm not this big flashy, you know, flamboyant, loud mouth preacher or or loud mouth uh speaker i come i say what god says i deliver the word in humility and humbleness and but when i write my letters my letters are addressing some sins or my letters are addressing some things that that should not be so again my letters may have an undertone of being bold but my character is that i come in a meek state i'm humble i come in a lowly state because I don't need to come before you with all these antics and ranting on because it's the power of God that moves on y'all. Not how I sound, not how my eloquent or speech or, or all these things, because you know, all my pedigree, you know, I don't have to show you or prove to you where I come from and my background, like all these other people are doing. And because these other people are saying all this and giving their long little, you know, information about themselves, you know, they, they're now questioning Paul and his um, his uh, right. Or is he really legit, pretty much? Is he really legit? Because he said that they said that, you know, he's been quite unimpressive when he speaks, that he doesn't really have that, you know, that the oomph that we normally see or hear from people. Um. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I something that just happened. Okay. Um, work y'all i'm sorry so anyway paul he, he's not coming like all the other ones um that were coming so he um and another thing oh goodness another thing
Another thing is that um, with Paul is like he talks about how, you know, some people, those people that are coming and talking, you know, about how they have all this, this background and all this, you know, all this, not theology, I don't even say that, they come with all these background interpretations and all these things. Um, yeah, let me see this for a second. Okay. Um, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm so sorry. So with Paul, when he was talking about how they were coming, like in the beginning, he says, I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think we live by the standards of this world. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. And, you know, we go to King James Version, it's pretty much the scriptures that saying the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So he's telling them that, you know, yeah, I don't have to, you know, come in such a way because I'm not fighting against the world. I'm not fighting against the world the way the world does. So I don't have to come, you know, ready to go tap for tat, toe to toe, you know, like I'm going into an arena or a boxing match with anybody or a shouting match with anybody. My weapons are through prayer. They're not, they're, we don't walk in the flesh. So, you know, those that you see that are confronting and saying all these things, because they're pretty much bad mouthing him. So they're looking for him to bad mouth them back. And he's like, no, I'm not going, I'm not going to stoop to their level. Pretty much, I said, because this is not my this is this is this is not how we gauge in war. This is not how we fight. We don't go we don't go tip a tattle. We go toe to toe, and you you know bad mouth me, so I'm a bad mouth you back. No, we don't we don't do that. You know, I'm coming to see you to to, to upbuild you in love. I'm coming to pour into you more uh, grace, more love, more more Jesus, more Christ in you. I'm trying to build y'all up to the point where y'all can stand and realize what type of fight we are truly in. It's not against flesh and blood. I'm not going up against these people. They, they say whatever they want to say. And it's so interesting because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of leaders in today's society face what Paul faced because he wasn't one that was, you know, he didn't grab his ear and holler and scrawl. He just spoke the word. He just talked the word. And some churches, because you don't do all that, they don't think you're preaching. If you don't do all that, they're not impressed. You know, they're not, they're not, if you're not a sensationalism or charismatic, like really, really charismatic, like they think you should be, then, you know, if you don't do all that, then you're not preaching. You're not really um, saying much, but we see that in the new Testament, the majority of the books were written by Paul, but yet the people at Corinth felt Paul was pretty much not revelatory. You're not preaching like they preach. They have eloquence. They they talk fancy and, you know, they have eloquent of speech. Because you got to remember, Corinth comes from that type of lifestyle. They were of the upper echelon, so to speak. So when Paul came, Paul came and he was talking and ministering in simple, plain English. But then you have all these other, uh, quote unquote, apostles coming after him. They were, they were talking, they were oracles and they were, you know, they were saying things, they were saying words, you know, big words and fancy words and and they were impressed by that and so they were looking for Paul to you know okay what you got they coming at you like this so what you got he said I'm not going up against them like that because that's not my warfare my warfare is not through flesh and blood but it's mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations you have to realize that these things that they're they're infiltrating your mind and thoughts with are coming against the knowledge of God so you got to learn how to cast those things down Amen. Amen. Because it says in verse number seven, I'm in, I'm in King James. So it says, um, verse number seven says, do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts himself that he is Christ's, let himself of himself think this again. 
that as he is Christ, even so we are Christ. But though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord have given us for edification and not for your destruction. I am not ashamed that I may not seem as if I would testify you by letters. For his letters say they are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. Let such one, let such and one think this, that such as we are in the word by letters, we are absent. Such will be, be also in deeds when we are present. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. So they're, they're, you know, they're in a, in a contest. They're trying to say who is the most powerful, who's the more, most prolific, who has the, the greatest speech, who, um, you know, speaks the best or, you know, has more revelatory, you know, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Who's mm -hmm. the top dog? Who, who's, you know, who's got all, you know, and it's based on what they see as an outer appearance. It's not what based, it's what's in them. It's not what's in their hearts. It's not the, the Christ that's in them. What do you say, Pastor John? I'm sorry. No, it's unfortunate that we still see that today. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like I was talking before about when we were when 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 they were looking for Jesus to come, they were looking for a king dressed in raiment. Remember, we I, I mentioned that uh -huh. on, on Sabbath. You know, he's looking. They were looking for a king. They were looking for somebody in raiment and all of this power and and you know all this army, great army and great cattle and all this. That's what they were looking for to come rescue them. But Jesus came in a lowly state because that's not the focus. It's not what's on the outward appearance. It's what's in the heart. What comes out of his mouth, what Paul was teaching, his posture, his heart posture, when he was expounding on the word of God to the people, you know, it was heart piercing. It was, it, it hit right at the core of a man's soul. He was able to be effective and, 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 and able to convert people to Christ. He was able to convert them to Christ, reconcile them back to the Lord by his, by his humbleness, his words what he was saying there was power in paul's words see when these other apostles were coming yeah it sounded nice it sounded like it was something important but it wasn't it wasn't wise and what they had they carried no wisdom it carried no weight as far as the things of god and and being able to convert one or being able to change man's heart and turn them to christ they didn't have that power that paul had when he spoke so paul even in all of this paul was talking as one who was confident and who he is and that's something that we as leaders those of us who don't okay maybe we don't holler we don't grab our ear we don't you know grab back and scrawl and all that we don't tune up and 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 you know hoop um you know like some preachers do but there's power in our words, there's power because we speak as ambassadors and oracles for Christ. We speak with thus saith the Lord. And because we speak with thus saith the Lord, God backs us up because of our heart posture and our state of humility. Because we know that it's not us, that it's God who's speaking through us. And because of that, there's power. But people miss it because they so fixated on the outward appearance and it's so fixated on the sensationalism of it that because we're not coming with the fanfare you know the dark lights and the smoke screen and all that stuff we we just stand up there we say what god says and we sat down and because of that yeah we don't have a big crowd you don't have, you won't have a great following but that's not what matters because what matters is where you are where your heart posture is are you speaking what god is saying or are you trying to you know, scratch those itchy ears that people are trying to look at, um, and knows, look for. I'm sorry. And you know what's crazy about that? So much like the uh, the Jews of the day that were following after the, the Pharisees, many people may be looking for God today, even in church, may be looking for God, but because he doesn't come in the way that they expect, may still miss him. You are 100% correct. And they are missing them. 
Yeah. Because they're looking for him to come yeah. in the way that they expect. Yep. Pharisees, and it says you, they were looking for Jesus to come as a king. Because the Bible spoke of a Messiah, a king coming to save his people. And what I also like, I don't know if he's, I don't know what chapter this or what, which Corinthian book this is in. But Paul, remember Paul said that I don't come with enticing words and fancy speech, but I'm paraphrasing, of course, but with mm. peak demonstration. And I think that's what really set him apart because, yeah, he didn't like write down all the miracles he's, he did and all the healings and stuff. But the spirit, the, the, the spiritual gifts were at full operation within him. And mm -hmm. that's the difference between, um, those who are really marked by by God in their ministry, you're going to see the full the gifts of the Spirit in full operation. Mm -hmm. There's like like you were saying, Mom. There's like a power to them, like you know, because you see all the ones who who don't got nothing. They do all the hollering and the yelling, and when they pray for people, you know, it's all dramatic and dramatized and all that other stuff. Like they try to draw it out and. You know, and then you got people up there doing courtesy falls because they they know who the person is or whatever. But when you when it comes down to people who actually have a relationship with God and <clears throat> whose you know ministry has been marked by God and they've submitted, they may not have a hoop and a holler, you mm -hmm. know, preach and all that other stuff. But when they move in the spirit and and you you know it, you'll know it because God's God's glory was evident and and not to puff me up and I'm not trying to be prideful and thing, but that's one thing that um was said about me when I was living in New, you know, up in New Jersey, every time I would minister, though I wasn't, you know, I just taught. I didn't do any of that. Uh, when I first started like ministering and everything else, God was really, I mean he still is, but you really, really he moved to the point where it got kind of, you know, they were looking at me kind of, you know, weird at some points, but, you know, it, God was moving. And the only thing I did was just stay submitted. And I think that's what, you know, that's, that's the point Paul made. And I think, like you said, Pastor John, they missed it. You know, mm -hmm. y'all looking at all the fanfare. I'm like, look, look at his ministry. Look how God is moving through him in the ministry. Look how many people were being healed. Look out how many people were being delivered and demons were being cast out and mm -hmm. people were lives to Jesus. And, you know, look, look at the Evan, look at the fruit. Y'all looking at the man. Well, you ain't doing all of this. Who you ain't, you don't come with the, you're not an Oracle. You don't have the fancy words. And Paul's like, I'm not coming with all of that. I'm coming with what I got and I'm coming with the demonstration. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that's it. And, and I, and and one thing about this that the uh, that we were looking at the uh, that that they pointed out um, was in the studies we were studying. The one thing they pointed out was that that um, Paul had a confidence in himself. He was moved by that. You know, even though they were coming and saying, you know, um, you uh, you know, you're not doing all that other people doing. He was like, hold on. You have to be confident in what God called you to do. Right. You have to be confident in what that God has called you to do. And if you're not confident, if you're not confident, it you can be you can be moved or you can be kind of taken back or kind of get a little doubtful in who you are. But Paul did not doubt who he was. He did not doubt god in him and he did not doubt the power of god the favor of god that was on his life paul was totally confident in who he was that's why he was able to say look i ain't gotta go i ain't i ain't gotta fight you i ain't gonna go toe for toe with them it ain't about all that it is not about all that they want to go ahead and say i'm this and i'm that i'm not revelatory enough and i you know i'm you know not impressive even even the way he dressed he didn't dress all fancy like they did and you know looking the part because there's no part to look <laughs> the part that you need to look is, is, a, is, is a is a look of humility humble you know you 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 don't need to be all 
dressed up and all of this. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with being representatives of Christ. So let me just say this. There's nothing wrong with, with being a representative. Because once again, you know, we are ambassadors. So there is a certain way that we should look. We should look somewhat respectable, somewhat decent, um, you know, modest apparel, quote unquote. So there is a certain way that we need to look when we do, you know, go forth and minister and stand before the people of God. But I mean, you don't have to overdo it. Like when you bring more attention to yourself than to the word, because some people dress to a certain point where the people are so focused on what they have on that they don't hear nothing the person is saying. And I always tried to make sure whenever I got up to stand up and minister that I dressed a certain way that did not bring attention to any part of my body. Because I don't want anybody focusing on that. I want them to focus on what's coming out of my mouth. You know, I want them to focus on what God was saying, you know, so, but these, but, you know, once again, these uh, quote unquote apostles, um, I know, I know they referred to in one of the theologians when they were talking about um, this uh, commentary, they were calling them super apostles because they felt that they were just, they were, they felt they were better than Paul. They thought Paul was not good enough to, to um, pretty much carry the church further. And that's how they felt. So that's why they were coming at that. And they were telling the people at Corinth that, you know, y'all need to drop this hero, drop this zero and get a hero, <laughs> so to speak. Amen. Amen. Um. So what else did he say? Uh, there's some good stuff he was saying about casting down high imaginations. What he was saying about that was like, you know what? Y'all need to cast these thoughts that these people are putting in your heads. They're filling your heads up with a bunch of foolishness and y'all need to start you know, blocking these things out. These things are not, they're, 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 they're in conflict or they're, um, they're exalting themselves against the knowledge of God. So you got to really think about, listen to what they're saying. They're not exalting Christ. They're exalting themselves. These things that they're talking about is not uh, matching up. You know, the math, not mathing when it comes to the things of God. So you guys need to like cast these thoughts down. Don't let these things have you thinking higher than God to the point where you, now you're moving and living in disobedience. We got to learn how to make sure that what they're talking about matches up to what God promised, the word of God, the scriptures, what God is saying, what is he doing? You know, we um, have to be careful because a lot of people, you know, they'll preach their, their life or they'll preach their testimony, they'll preach their testimony, but they won't say nothing about Jesus or nothing about God. They'll make the whole sermon about them. There's nothing wrong with sharing experience to reinforce your message. There's nothing wrong with that. But if the message is all about you, then there's something wrong because you're talking about yourself more than you're talking about God. You're, you're, you're magnifying yourself more than you're magnifying God. And that's some of the things that, that some leaders are doing. And that's some of the things that, you know, Paul was saying in this book that was happening. That's why, you know, we got to cast down, you know, you know, he said, if any man trusts himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again, that he is Christ. Even so are we Christ. So if you think you're a part of Christ, then okay, we're a part of Christ too. So what? So why are you bashing me? If you because I'm of Christ, you're of Christ. So why are we why are we in conflict? Why are you why are you putting me down? Why are you defaming me to the people here at Corinth? If we all on the same team. And once again, that's why he's talking about it's not the war is not with you, it's against the enemy. It's against the devil. So if there's anything, 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 any boasting should be, if you want to boast, so Paul ends it up and he says, if you're gonna boast about anything boast about 
Christ. Boast about what he's done. So it says, but we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure to preach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure as though we reached not unto you, for we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things without our measure, that is of the other man's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. So if you're going to glory anything, it's not glorying what we've done. It's not glorying in how many churches I started. It's not glorying in how much, how many followers I have, how many members I have, how big is my church. We're not glorying any of those things. If anything is going to glory, we're going to glory about what God has done. This is, but he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So, you know, we, we need to stop, you know, trying to, because see, the, the problem is, is that that happens because people people are looking for credentials like where, what, are, what are you about where you come from where are your credentials um you know who you who you came under who you studied under who you followed under who was your teacher who was your mentor you know they look for all of this um but they fail to to listen if i'm making sense like they look and they're not listening, you know? And I and I understand, I get it because there's people out here this, these days now that are saying they, who's your teacher? Jesus. <laughs> who's your covering? The Lord Jesus Christ, you know? And, 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 you know, they could be a little off or they could be talking on the side of their neck. They're not making sense. So yeah, trying to find out, get some background on some people. Yeah, I can understand that. But but when you've been with this man for five, six, well, six years at least, and you know him, and now you want to start asking and questioning about his integrity and his walk. Right. You <laughs> that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I see if it was like a stranger, like the them super apostles. Those right. questions directed towards them. Right. They y'all are y'all are funded underneath Paul. Not right. these other strangers coming in. Why y'all asking him? He the one that established y'all church. Why aren't y'all asking where these <laughs> that's funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, because of eloquent, because the, because they talk. See, they talk the gift that they had to get the gas. They 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 their speech and they talk like they were like they were you know something of some type of royalty or they talk you know they they said the right words you know they said the right catchphrases, and it and it drew them. So that right lets you know right there that they were not walking in the spirit or walking up the flesh. So that's why Paul said, look, you, we don't wrestle. Look, y'all got to cast down these high imaginations because y'all getting lured right on in and getting pulled right back on out. After all this I did, now, why are you asking me all of this when I found, I started this church. So how now you want to question where I come from or who, how, you know, you're not impressive. Okay. Did that bother you before? Did it bother you before that I didn't grab my ear and holler? Was you not converted? Did not Christ come into your heart and made a change? Did not God bless you? Did you not get saved and filled with the Holy Spirit? And I just talked to you like I'm talking to you right now. I mean, really. 
Sorry, I take a sip of water. But yeah, so that's pretty much what this chapter is about. He's challenged, he's being challenged, and he's coming back. He's he's you know replying back to these these challenges. And so um as we'll see in chapter 11, it, it carries on. It goes on into chapter 11 and he goes a little bit deeper. And so I don't want to get into that, but um, he goes a little deeper into his defense. But that is something that really, really pointed out that really um, kind of caught my eye was the fact that, you know, they challenged him. But Paul, even though when he was challenged, he still stood his ground and he still had a legit point that I know who I am. I know that it's the power of God that moves through me because if it wasn't, y'all wouldn't be where y'all are. If it wasn't God, then why, where would you, you wouldn't be where you are if it wasn't the power of God moving in his church. Not to mention that I started it some four or six years ago. So if you want to follow after this flesh and listen to these itchy ears, I'm telling you now, you got to, you got to protect your heart and your mind, you know, realize that in, in my war, my, I'm not going tip for tapping. I'm not going to rebuttal or they, you know, say all these things about me and you want me to say something back to them. That's why they said he's meek. When, they, when you write the letter, you're bold and you're weighty, your letters are weighty and you're bold. But when you, when we see you in person, you're meek. And your speech is contemptible. That means it's, like it's not really, you know, impressive. You know, as NMV version says it's not impressive. So he's like, yeah, because I'm not going to sit here and run them down like you, like they running me down. Because I know who I am. They can talk about what they want. I don't care. I know who I am. But what I care about is that y'all falling for the okie doke. Y'all need to, you know, listen. This war is not about flesh. It's not about flesh. It's not about what's, what's, what's satisfying the flesh. It's not what about satisfying those itchy ears. It's not about that. We are wrestling against some spirits here. And y'all got to see for what it's worth. Okay. They may speak better. They may use better choice of words than I do. But listen, it's all empty words. There ain't no power behind it. But when I spoke to you guys, y'all felt the power of God. God moved on your hearts. Y'all were convicted. Y'all converted. Y'all came to Christ. These people coming in here saying all this stuff and trying to badmouth me and y'all falling for the okie doke. Y'all better wake up. Open your eyes. That's what Paul, that's that's my version of, of, of chapter 10. <laughs> <laughs> that's my version of chapter 10. You know how they have the message Bible? This is the roof Bible. Y'all better stop. <laughs> Let these people talk you out of your blessing and lure you away. I had to grab my ear, holler, run and jump up, jump on pews and walk down pews, jump over on pews and, 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 and all that stuff to preach. And I seen that. I seen when people jumped up on the pews, the chairs and would jump from chair to chair preaching. Mm -hmm. Seen it all. Jump up on the podium. Remember that one? video where the man was shouting on the podium like he was doing a river dance on the podium saw another man jump up on the offering table you know I, I mean it was all that he, what were you, you going to say Elder? I said he was on the communion table the video yeah, I saw because mm. uh, I remember the words said uh, remember or this the little words that used to be on our communion table do this in remembrance of me he was dancing on that day oh. that table. He stood on the dance. furniture that was supposed to be sacred. Exactly. And he went and mm -hmm. he looked like he was doing a river dance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was shouting. Mm -hmm. Seen it all. Seen it all. Jump up on the pews. People sitting in the pews now, mind you. And he they jumping from one row, jumping over to the back row, jumping to another row behind them, jumping to another row, and people sitting in the pews and they and I'm like, got asthma attack? Oh, what's going on here? But no, let me stop. But anyway, um, very theatrical. Very, very theatrical. And, you know, and yeah, I sat there with it. It's all part of it. 
And then it just hit me one day, like, this is really not all that necessary. And I think it really hit me when, when the Lord called me to minister, like, like Elder Joy was saying, everybody was looking for me to be that type of preacher. Because you sang like my, that. Because my, because I sing like that. Right. But when I stood up to speak, it was not in me to do that. Mm-hmm. It didn't even feel comfortable. It didn't feel comfortable for me to preach like that. So I just talked. And I guess I wasn't impressive, but you know what? I know God was moving and the power of God definitely touched some people's hearts. And even today, it's still, God is still moving and he's blessing the people of God. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much what Paul, Paul was. He's a great scribe. He wrote almost all the books of the Bible he wrote a lot of books in the Bible in the New Testament. And but yet they were, you know, they didn't think he he had what it takes to move a crowd. And people miss out. People miss out on people like that. They miss out on those quote unquote quiet storms. Those some quiet storms. They don't they don't do much, but they when they stand and they speak and they minister, boy, you get so much, you get fed so much. You get fed so much rich word because that's you so, can hear what they're saying. Yeah, that's so funny. That's what uh, that's what Chief used to call me. Quiet storm. Yeah, yeah. Sit up there, you quiet. But when you get up, your your power, the power of God, the words, the things that you say, how things, how God gives you. I enjoy listening to you, Minister. Really do. As a matter of fact, ain't this your ain't this your weekend? <laughs> yes yeah. shut up a Sunday yes praise God so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what God has given you to share for, with the people you know it's and that's what it is because you get something you get something you get you you're fed and you can go back and you know feast on it and meditate on it and read it you know because sometimes you know you you know back in the day we we used to believe anything and everything that came across that pulpit and it didn't make sense. And, and when God was opening my eyes, it was just like, what? That's not what that, that ain't what it, that's not what it means. Jesus had a nosebleed. Hmm? Jesus ain't had a nosebleed. I know I shared that with y'all before. Preacher said Jesus had a nosebleed. I'm like, what? Jesus didn't have a nosebleed. The sweat fell from his brow as drops of blood. It wasn't a nosebleed. They were preaching that Jesus had a nosebleed. I'm like, okay. There's other things it was, you know, that I was hearing. That is, that's then, funny. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, like somebody, yeah, it's, it's just a lot. And back then, because we did not read our Bibles, and I'm being honest, we believed everything that came across that pulpit. Whatever they preached, we were just amen in it to it. Amen. 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 Could be wrong as two left feet. And we were still amen in it because we wasn't reading the word, getting the understanding for ourselves. You know, we have to work at our own salvation with fear and trembling. We have to read this word for ourselves and wasn't doing it. Wasn't doing it. Just whatever he preached. Oh, he preached. He, what did he preach about? I don't You know, half the time we didn't know what he preached because he was busy hollering and hooping and hollering. And the music, you know, the organ was going dun, dun, dun. You know, you know, you know, it was all, you know, it's all hyped. So we wasn't really getting taught sound doctrine. But when you but when God dealt with me and started showing me the word and I was actually hungry for the word and I was actually reading and studying the word, I realized that half the stuff that they were preaching was not true. Now, I'm not saying everybody, okay? I'm not saying everybody, but there were some leaders that I knew of that was preaching amiss. They were not, they were not preaching the word. And I found all this out. As I was coming up in the church. And that's why now, you know, it's, it's, you know, 
I've, I've gone, I've, I've graduated from that. I've gone on to, you know, God under ministers and leaders who rightly divide the word. And then I started getting the good understanding and good uh, teaching of the word and what it meant and, and everything. So, you know, so now it's like, you know, I'm a little bit more studious in understanding of the word and its interpretations thereof. But in my early years, that's, yeah. And I was coming up in the Baptist church. I'm talking about in the Baptist church. We just believe whatever that preacher said over that pulpit. And half the time didn't make sense. We was falling out. Drums going, organ start. Everybody started jumping up and down, shouting. Mm. I have... I have listened to speakers that had a good hoop, had everybody in an uproar, but when you really listen to them, he was nothing. It's empty. And I'm glad that now people, and I, and I say this because now that, that era is slowly fading away because now people want sound doctrine. People will come to church like, okay, what is what? What is this? What is this about this word? What is it about Jesus? I want to know about the man Jesus. I want to know how this is going to help my life. What? How is this going to fix me? How is this going to fix my situation? Because this jumping and shouting and screaming and falling on the floor, crawling and hollering, I get about the floor and it's still that problem still there. So I need to know. Okay, what am I missing here? Give me a uh, a full background. Break it down give me the, the, the revelation that I need so that I can take this word and apply it to my daily life so that I can be, be victorious in this walk with the Lord. And that's what a lot of people are now pulling for and they're looking for. People are looking for answers. And now we read the church and we're saying we got the answers in Jesus. Okay, well then you tell me about this Jesus and how is he going to answer this situation? How is this problem going to get fixed? All that hollering and holding your ear and scrolling. Uh-uh, nah, that's enough with the noise. I need to know. Give me some word. Show me with the scripture. How, what, what is it? Where is it? How am I to be this overcomer that this Bible is talking about? What do I need to do? I don't need you hollering, yelling at me. I don't need you slinging oil in my face. I need you to tell me. And I, that's why, and I believe that's why God is raising up leaders and ministers and prophets that are not going into that hype thing, that they're standing flat-footed and they're standing boldly like Paul. We're being like Paul. We're having the spirit like Paul, where we're standing boldly and proclaiming the word so that people can understand what god was saying what jesus is saying what the scriptures are saying concerning our lives we're, we're tired of being uh how you say it tired of being touched moved but not changed remember that song i'm tired of being touched moved but not changed tired of that they tired of it. they want change they want to be able to take this word and apply it because they're not able to when somebody's hooping and hollering they don't they don't, what do you say what what is he saying? And his mouth is all over the microphone. That's what you're hearing. Mm -mm. That that that's that era has slowly fading away. It's now this like there's a new army, there's a new regime, and they're coming up and they're just saying, This is what you need to do if you want to live and see Jesus when it's all said and done. Casting out demons. They have Matthew chapter 24. In my name, you should, these things should follow them that believe. We, we, we talk about we believe. How come we ain't doing it? That's my question. I was like, okay, this says we it should follow us if we believe. And I know I believe. So why isn't this happening? I need to check myself out. You know, I've engaged in 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 in, in uh, demonic activity and warfare and stuff, but yeah, let's let's see. Everybody should be able to do this. You should have to call on a certain person. Exorcist, you should be able to do it. You believe you got power. 
that's the point. That's that, and that's 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 the key thing right there. Believe, right? Just just obedience. Just do it, even if nothing happens. Keep doing it, and that's something that God is dealing with me about. Just keep praying for people. Keep praying. Mm-hmm. Keep on it. Keep keep working the gifts because where you won't see much fruit in the beginning, in the latter, like in in due time. It's going to happen like everywhere. It's going to be like an outbreak, like, whoa, whoa. Yep. And that's what every believer needs to know. Like, just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Keep praying. Don't, don't be discouraged because you prayed for them and they didn't get healed or, you know, don't stop. Don't let that stop you from, from doing it. Well, it is, is useless. Nope. Keep praying. Keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Trust me. The more obedient you are and more submitted you are to God, he's, he's going to come through. That's it. Yeah. I'm- yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Because, you know, because it's a two-way thing too. Your act of obedience, okay, you keep doing it because eventually God's going to endow you. And and the more you do it, it's like practice make perfect. You know? And then the other flip, the other flip side of it is if um, the other person, do they have the faith to believe? Do they believe they're going to be healed? Do they believe if you pray for them, they're going to be delivered? Do they believe that if, that if you know, they lay hand, you lay hands on them, they, that they're going to get free? See, I heard, I heard, I heard. I'm going to let you finish. We, we could talk about it when, when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard a rebuttal to that and I, and I thought that was pretty good, but. No, share. I heard a rebuttal, rebuttal that that doesn't matter because um, when you look at all the apostles and stuff, um, even, you know, some situations with Jesus, I heard that in some cases that doesn't matter what it doesn't matter. Um, I can't really put it in words what the person It's the guy, the guy, Dan, the, 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 the video I sent you, Dan Moore. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. And you're absolutely right because um, um, when Jesus when Jesus cast out the the the, the um, demons out of that man that was cutting himself in the cemetery, he didn't ask him, "Do you want to be delivered? Do you want to be delivered? Do you have the faith to believe?" He just told him to get out. Mm-hmm. Told the demons to leave. Yep. So yeah, in some cases, right? It's, it doesn't matter. It is. With the demon stuff, yeah, I, I get that. But like just healing, you know, if a person, I don't know if I'm be healed. I don't know. It's that that's what he was talking about as far as like healing. It shouldn't matter because if you have the faith, the key is you have faith to pray for that person and they be healed. A lot of the times what they think and what they believe doesn't matter. Doesn't the fact matter. that thing to you was a faith move. That's like mustard seed size of faith. The fact that they even came for healing. I agree. You're right. <laughs> no, so, no. I, I see. I hear it. I hear God because he's like, these signs shall follow them that believe. You shall lay hands on the sick right. and they yeah. shall recover regardless of whether they believe or not. You shall lay hands on the sick. So, I have no question that even if that person does not want to be delivered, you can cast out that spirit. But my reserve to that is them being a dog returning to his vomit. Did they? Oh yeah, sorry. That? Yeah, deliverance is a different beast. That yeah. deliverance is different. Healing is is what what I'm mostly talking about now. Okay. Deliverance. Yeah, that person has to want it. If they don't want it, then it's better for you not to even touch it. Correct. They have place where they're ready to accept deliverance and be ready to make the necessary changes to stay away before exactly. they more but i'm mostly talking about in the realm of healing if okay. a person comes for prayer and they want to be healed it's it, it, it whether they have you know i don't know if god's going to heal me i don't know it's up to the minister who, who the, the person who's doing the praying for it shouldn't matter what that person who's needing prayer for healing it shouldn't matter what they feel like, you know, what their faith is like, you know. Right. I agree. I see what you're saying. And and I agree. 
but delivery. But wanting to be delivered and wanting to be set free. Yeah. That's, that's where it. it's like you gotta want it. Yep. Like if you want to be, you know, you want to you want to get free from that, you want to be delivered, you want to be healed. Well, not even healed, but like you said, delivered or um set free from bondage, oppression, spiritual oppression, demon, you know, demonizing as they put it. Yeah, demonizing, you know, lust and perversion and, mm -hmm. you know, stop with all that other stuff. Okay. Let's go, let's go through it all. You know, is it really you know, a demon? You know what else? Is too? it lack of discipline? You mm -hmm. know what else that, that reinforces what you're saying? And, I, and why I agree, because I'm hearing the Lord say, healing is the children's bread. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Healing is our portion. Right. Because Jesus took care of it when he was beaten. Because by his stripes, we are healed. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a done deal. It doesn't matter whether we want it or not. It's a given to us that healing is our portion because of what Christ did prior to Calvary. Before he even hung on the cross and died, he took sickness and disease. Mm -hmm. So it's our portion. It is something that belongs to us. It is our right to be whole and healed yep i hear you i hear you i hear you okay <laughs> okay oh, i got you. i got it now i hear you yeah because yeah you're right mm -hmm. you're right so we can claim healing in jesus name mm -hmm. based on the word of god yep and we can we claim can. healing for someone else yep. based on the word of God. Based on the word of God. So I know y'all claiming my healing, right? Y'all y'all claiming my healing? <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. I've been claiming it. <laughs> got the revelation of, of <laughs> claiming. I, you know, I was just like kind of jarred with that. But the Lord corrected me again and, and to like look at the scripture. And I'm like, yes, that's what we ha We have a right for healing. We have a right. We have rights and we have authority in healing and deliverance. We're going to name and claim something, healing and deliverance for sure. But all the material stuff, no. Yeah. That's that that's whatever God gives. I, I'm not going to name and claim a Mercedes and I don't have the finances or right. the credit for that. You know, yeah. that's because then I'm 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 going to be discouraged. Well, why didn't I get the Mercedes? Because that's not what God <laughs> Right. That's not, it was, first of all, it wasn't financially feasible for me, for me to have it. Right. And that's not what was in God's will in the first place. Mm -mm. You know, so that's why all the scriptures, seek ye first the kingdom of righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Delight thyself also in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Doesn't necessarily mean material things, but if you look at it, it's all about seeking him first. Right. And whatever he decides to bless you with, that's just extra. That's just a byproduct of you being an obedient child. Just yeah. like paying gifts to the children, you get a little nice, nice the house that you wanted. You know, I got a really house, and mm -hmm. okay, you've been obedient since you've been in my presence, since you've been doing what you're supposed to do, and you're in right standing. I bless you with the house. I yeah. bless you with the car because mm -hmm. he knows trust you with it. But as far as like the healing and deliverance part, well, we we as 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 children as believers, that's our thing. That's we, our we, right. We that's our right. That is our right healing mm -hmm. and we can pray and we can decree and declare healing for us, even for unbelievers. You know, a lot of people go out, you see some of these people out on the street and they're praying for people. I'm like, they're a lot of the times they're praying for unbelievers or, or people who are backslidden who really didn't, you know, know they, they, they minister to them and they'll say like, you know, God wants to heal. And they're like, oh, okay, can I pray for you? Sure. What are you dealing with? Oh, I got a pain here. They pray for them and they're like, oh my God, how did you do that? <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, yeah, I, I, I mean, take over them. The, no, sorry. you're not. It's okay. It's good. No, because I, I, I gave you the floor to do that. Because remember, you said we'll talk later. I said no, no. <laughs> it's okay. Cause um, yeah, I understand. I, I got the revelation. I understand. <laughs> Say you understand. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he dropped that in my spirit. It was just like ah. With his stripes, we are healed. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait a minute. 
it's the stuff that we shouldn't be naming and claiming. It's not like yeah. the hit everything. It's the stuff, the material stuff, you know, that people want. And it's just like, mm -mm, God's not a genie. Right. He's not. Now he will give you the desires of your heart. Like you said, the house. Cause I mm -hmm. mean, throughout my life, God has blessed me with my desires. Remember I wanted to live in the summit townhouse. Yes. I got a summit townhouse. <laughs> I, my dream card, infinity FX 35. What did I get? Infinity XF 35. I wanted a Toyota Avalon. What did I get? I had a Toyota Avalon. It's like, and I'm like, cause I wanted it and I didn't do anything to, to get it. It was just that God worked it out and I, and I was blessed with it and I had it. Because you were faithful. Exactly. I was faithful to him and to the work yeah. of the ministry and I sought him first. Yep. I sought him first. And Absolutely. And his righteousness. I wanted to make sure that I did what God wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. That my life lines up with his word and what he desires for me. And he's still blessed. Mm -hmm. But what he just recently did for me. Yep. So, yeah. But anyway, getting back to Paul. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's why I didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything because I know it was after eight anyway. So I was just like. Yeah. But getting back to Paul, I mean, he pretty much the letters, what he's writing, what he was saying, he's like, look, I got to prove nothing to none of y'all. I know who I am. I know who I represent. I know what is in you. I know that God lives and dwells in you. I am warning you guys now, don't y'all get fooled by the ropey dope. Cast down those high imaginations. They're exalting themselves against the knowledge of God because the stuff that they're saying is not glorifying God. It's bringing glory to themselves. And they're trying to act like they're so such a much, but they are so empty of power. I, I don't have to do all that to prove to you who I am. Y'all know who I am. And that's pretty much what Paul was saying. And that we as leaders and believers, we don't have to prove to people who we are. And that's something that I dealt with and I struggled with was being affirmed. You know, affirmation. We want to be affirmed. We want, we want people to affirm us. We want, you know, people to say, you are, yeah. You know, we want people, we want that affirmation. And sometimes it can, it can cause us to lose focus. Like it almost did me. For a long time, I didn't believe that I was a prophet. And people would come to me and tell me, you're a prophet, you're a prophet, prophet. That mother Shaw, I never let me, she rest in peace. I never forget what she told me. Why aren't you in my class? She walked up to me, didn't know me from a can of paint. Told me straight to my face I was a prophet. And how come I'm not in the prophet's class at that church I was attending? Because I hid because I was told I wasn't. And it damaged me. And I struggled with it, but I believed deep down in my heart, deep down in my heart. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I believed within me that I was, but because someone who I esteemed highly, you know, in leadership told me I wasn't, I accepted it. I accepted it. And for years I sat on it. And even today, now, I know who I am and I walk fully in it. I accepted it. I'm not a, I'm, I'm a prophet of God, but there are still people today saying I'm not. But it's okay. It's okay because I know who I am. I feel like Paul. I ain't wrestling against y'all. I'm going tip a tap with y'all. I know who I am. And I'm going to walk in it and I'm going to serve the Lord with gladness and stay and keep focused. And I'm going to cast down all these high imagination, these things that they may say and try to say I'm off from this. I don't know what I'm talking about and whatever, whatever, whatever. I know who I am and I know who God, God called me to be. So know who you are, people of God, those who are listening now and those who are listening to the playback. Know who you are. Be confident in who you are. 
Encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes you may have to walk alone. People may not believe who you are, but be who you know who God called you to be. You have a relationship with the Father and you know what he called you to do and who, what he called you to be. So stand on his word, stand on his promises. Amen. 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 Elder Joy, go ahead and dismiss this, honey. Thank you, Lord, for tonight, Father. We thank you for allowing us to come together once again to learn of you, Father. We thank you for the fresh revelation down downloaded into us on tonight, Father. We thank you for our teachers, oh God. We thank you for Pastor John, and I thank you for Pastor Ruth. Father, thank you for smiling on them. Thank you for blessing them. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for their health and their strength, Father. We thank you, oh God, for what you are doing in them and through them and in their lives. Father, I pray that you would continue to shower down blessings upon them in the ministry in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for what you are doing with VLCC as a whole. Father, I pray that thank you would you. continue. So in the name of Jesus, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we thank you for this lesson. May it be sealed upon the tables of our heart. Let us not forget it. Let us meditate on your word day and night in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for sending Paul and, and, and allowing him to be an example to us on how to live right, how to walk right, how to walk in meekness, walk in authority, walk in love, and walk in power. Father, we thank you. We thank you for uh, humility, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Um, and I pray, Lord, that you would have your way on with us and through us on tonight, Lord. I, I have all these thoughts going through my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a whole bunch of thoughts going on through my head. Uh, thank you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Um, Father, I pray that you would keep us, Lord, as we sleep on tonight. I pray that you would give us sweet rest. Father, we bind the enemy that would try to come in. And, and disrupt and bring night terrors and bring anything that is ungodly father drive the enemy out of our homes out of our minds out of our bedrooms father in the name of jesus put a shield of protection around our homes father let angels that angelic hosts be in our yards to block the enemy from uh sending his witches and his assassin assassins and everything oh god in the name of jesus cover us with your blood give us peace in the midnight hour in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that when we wake, we find all things well. May there be peace. May there be uh, a glory and restoration for us in the name of Jesus. New mercies in the morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired. If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign VLCC Life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.